I got a little notification there telling me you were recording. It's nice. Is that a new feature from Zoom or have I just ignored the uh, terms and conditions for the last few years? You've just ignored the terms and conditions from the last few years. Brilliant. Welcome to the Bare Bones Podcast. You look like a mountain man today. <laughs> a mountain man? Well, because I'm hairy and unwashed. And you're wearing a trucker cap, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's my fishing hat. It says um, Bass Pro Shops. And I know nothing about fishing. I was given the hat as a gift, and I quite like it. It's cool. Yeah. You, uh, yeah, you look like you've been embracing tour life. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I have not yet been on tour, but I feel like I have. So as you know, I'm going on tour like next week and we're trying to like organize everything because we're, we're going around Europe and <laughs> like Brexit has made European tour travel the worst experience ever. So uh, we're trying to like, like figure out all the serial numbers on all our gear and we just had a, a message come through saying, hey, can you let us know the weight of all your gear? I was like, there's no way, there's no way, it's a nightmare. So yeah, I feel like I've been on tour by just prepping for tour, it's the worst. Yeah, yeah, well, so. exciting times. Exciting times. Exciting times, yeah, absolutely, looking forward to it. And uh, you know what else I'm looking forward to? Is today's podcast. Ah, yeah, we're doing a podcast today. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Who the the heck is Jamie Barnard? Yeah, so who is this guy? Tell me about him. Jamie Barnard is uh, the founder of uh, Positive Mind PT, so a fitness and well-being um, training company that he runs, um, all based around the positive effects of uh, exercise on mental health. Awesome. Very cool. He's... uh, the brother of Sam Barnard, the guitarist in Wars. Uh, so that's right. how I know him. Big music fan. Um, also uh, a seasoned actor, which is fantastic, which is super cool. So in that creative space. Um, and uh, I thought it'd be really cool to speak to him because I've uh, hung out with him for a bit recently and he's just super cool to speak to and really knowledgeable really interesting right. to talk to about this particular area it's got some nice takes on it so i thought it'd be something different for us to um to get involved with and uh yeah have a little chat awesome shall we uh shall we get him in yeah let me just plug my um laptop in quickly oh good idea also you should grab your calendar of ultimate wisdom ready to share with jamie because i reckon he'd love that There he is. Hey. That's it. That's it. How, how are things for you, Jamie? Very good. Thank you. Very good. Uh, busy. Been up since yeah. 5 a.m. Wow. 5 a.m. 5 a.m. start this morning. I had two clients already. So I'm a little bit tired. I've got my coffee. Mm, I'm do good. You know what, do you know what 5 a.m. looks like, Matt? Uh, yes, it looks like a screaming child. 
uh, wanting to <laughs> play um, play fight with me. That's what that looks like for me. Fair. Yeah, what about you, Leo? <laughs> five five o'clock uh, in the morning means having to get up for jujitsu for me, but Ooh. that's that's about it. So we're we're all getting we're all getting beaten up at five in the morning, basically. I'm beating. Well, up no, I feel, I feel like Jamie's Jamie's doing a beating up. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so welcome, Jamie. Thank, Thank you very much for joining the uh, Bare Bones Pod. Thanks for having me. It's the first time for everything. Yeah, it's something new for us. Um, kind of, we've already kind of done a few guest interviews on the pod, and they've been mainly focused on kind of people in the creative space. Um, and obviously, as an actor, that you fall into that category as well. Um, but you've also got uh, Positive Mind PT, uh, which you're the founder of. And tell us a little bit about what Positive Mind PT is and uh, and how it came about. All right, let's go back then. Uh, so let's go back to my relationship with exercise to start with um, and how I got into it, I guess is the best way to start. Um, I've always sort of been fascinated with sort of human dedication and commitment. So when I was a bit younger, my dad got me into bodybuilding and I was just fascinated with uh, the sacrifice these bodybuilders make uh, to get to where they are. There's levels, standards, um, eating every three hours and whatnot. So it started with a fascination with that and um, the human capability. And then I think when I was about 16, my dad started taking me to the gym and it became all about this need to have muscles and put on size I was very skinny at school as a lot of people's journeys with fitness start with that maybe lacking confidence and wanted to work on the physical side of things um and so yeah got into the gym myself started transforming physically and then I didn't really pursue it in any way um and kind of forgot about it but I always was fascinated with human transformation and dedication and obviously that led to me to be interested with MMA and stuff like that um as far as the work goes it wasn't until I graduated from drama school and so as a, a jobbing actor say a, a resting actor looking for work I just fell into back into a gym I was offered uh, I was working as a lifeguard and was offered uh, by the company that I was working for to train, do my level two. That led to my level three, and I was working in the gym for a school. So I was working with younger children, uh, rugby teams, and that side of things. And then moved to London to pursue the acting. Lockdown happened. Uh, the only thing keeping me sane was exercise. I was training two, three times a day in, in the house. Um, and it kind of just sparked. I was like, oh, I've got this qualification. I've had it for years, never used it as a PT, never ventured. And it was kind of using that, being the fact that the exercise was the one thing that was keeping me sane, the lockdown and what I was going through. I thought as soon as I could get out and try and help other people in that way through the means of exercise and physical activity. And PMPT was born. 
Amazing. Yeah. So I know we spoke on it briefly when I last saw you about the sort of the process of it. It isn't like, you know, it's not mental health work. It's not, um, what's the word we said? Life uh, coaching? Not life coaching, but um, holistic. It's not a holistic approach uh-huh. to exercise, but it's, it's more about being present. I think for a long time I used exercise as a bit of a distraction from things and then the reality of how it makes you present within a moment and sort of hones back into your awareness of yourself. Mm-hmm. So I don't preach it. I wouldn't say I preach it, but I do let make my, my uh, clients, I make them aware of trying to sort of, you know, forget any external stresses, anything that's going on whilst we're together for this hour. It's about you and, and working on longevity of your body and, and making it make sure that you're, you're using your body right, focusing on what's leading movements and so on. So, yeah, that's how the business came about. And that is still my mission. That's still my ethos is to try and either intervene if people are struggling or prevent people from struggling with their mental health. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. What um, could you like uh, take take me through like the practicalities? Like, how how does that look? Like, how would like a session look uh, with you, like on a, on a one on one basis? Like, how do you kind of weave in like the the mental health side of stuff, or or is it like does it come naturally with with the physical? It comes naturally. I think with my approach to exercise in general, I think anyone and Leo can and vouch for this. I think a lot of when it comes to exercise, it's a lot of telling people what to do. And some people don't like being told what to do, you know, and it's okay to sort of, it's about nourishing and nurturing them in the right direction without being so grounded. And it's just about creating awareness. I think there's so much to exercise that it becomes overwhelming for people. And I think that's why people trip at that first hurdle when they're like, oh, this is too much. I've been told to do this. I've been told not to eat this. I've been told to do this. And like, actually that's too much change for me right now. So for me, it's a gradual process of trying to get someone to incorporate exercise into their lifestyle and enjoy it. And so to the point where they can train two or three times a week and it's just part of their lifestyle. Um, so I always think the first sort of month with someone is always the hardest because you have to make them aware that it's a, a it's you know a long journey. It's not a quick fix. It's not an instant uh, result. So I find a lot of people in this day and age, especially we want things immediately. And a lot of people aren't willing, unfortunately, to steer out. And I can kind of tell within the first month whether someone's going to commit to it. Uh, So back to the question, I always try and focus on, I always start my sessions exactly the same. I'll do a, a mobility five minutes mobility, just getting the body working. And that every time we talk through the body, so we talk about ankles, knees, hips, and trying to let them connect to where that sensation is and what the body's doing. And it gets very repetitive. And I have to keep saying, the more you do this, you're going to look 10 weeks down the line when you're walking, you're going to go, oh, my hips don't feel as tight or my ankles feel more supported because of that repetition. So it's about continuing reassuring that we're doing it for a, a, a reason. Again, that first five minutes allows my clients to start 
becoming you know aware of the way their body's moving whether it's stiff where they're feeling any aches and then we'll always do a warm-up again it's about the sensation of the heart rate going up it's about the heat in the body changing so it's not being like oh now do you recognize that your hearts it's it becomes a con an instant thing for themselves but it's like all right just be aware of it and then i'll always pick three or four exercises that will um isolate a particular muscle group if i'm training the client twice a week we'll do upper and lower body split and then always finish with some sort of hit exercises circuits get the heart rate back up and a lot of it is during my coaching i'm not one of these pts that just counts reps one to ten i'm not someone that's just going that's great that's great you know I, they have my full attention and it's about honing in their awareness of their own bodies being aware of what's leading the movement, what contractions happen, where, where the extension is, if they feel any discomfort. And it's just about basically stripping back to basics and then letting them evolve through that. So that's a typical session. Uh, I guess I always do the cardio at the end. It's kind of, again, it's fascination with human resilience and how they can push through these barriers and when I see my clients push these barriers, they're dripping with sweat and they, you can clearly see that they want to give up and you go five more seconds and they push through to that. And then their relief and their, the sensation of uh, achievement that they, I see in them is kind of why I do it. Uh, does that answer your question? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, it's, it's, it's so interesting to kind of hear how, connected you are during the session with your clients it sounds like it's a very not not just for them very kind of intense kind of experience um but also you're you're kind of to some degree really holding their hand and walking them through and guiding them through the whole session without kind of uh making sure that they are they are contracting the right muscles being in the right positions you know, keeping, keeping check of their form, et cetera, all the way through. And then, you know, you've, you've kind of got this really good plan to kind of actually build the, the elements outside of exercise, such as, you know, pushing through barriers and building confidence from that. Um, and obviously this, some of this has come from our conversations in the past, Jamie, because, you know, we hang out a little bit. So, but yeah, I've always been sort of fascinated about, you know, how dedicated you are to the client during the during the period that they're with you yeah and i think i'm not i'm not i don't want to be one of those people that put other people down but you know it's not hard to be a pt it's not hard to get the qualification to be a pt but i think the reason people should be pts is you know because of care and that need to help or want to help other people and i think with that and the form and technique stuff it gets really repetitive but i think everything every movement needs to be done with purpose even if we're looking for whatever reason we're doing it for if we want to gain muscle mass it has to be done with purpose if we want to lose weight it has to be done in a certain way to lose weight um you know but the way your body functions working through injuries and stuff like that it's all about adapting that to the individual client and it takes a lot of attention to detail and i think it's you know one thing you'll never see me do is folding my arms or on my phone whilst i'm with a client it's you know they have my attention for the hour if they're willing to put in the work then you know so am i that's awesome like that so you have this uh desire to 
um, bring the best out of people with, with what you're doing. Like, what, what drives you to um, want to do that? Because like, like you were just saying, it could be quite an easy, easy gig being a PT, right? Just kind of giving instructions and, and letting them sweat it out. But you clearly are way more invested. So like, why is that? All right. I'm not going to get too candid. <laughs> but uh, ultimately, my own mental health um, is, is that. I think that's my, the catalyst in, in doing this, as I said what I found through exercise still now it's my constant that even you know we are human beings and I think it is natural for most of us to take that path of least resistance I think especially now I find in my life I'm finding myself very sort of I hate the word lazy I don't think it's lazy but I feel like there's a lot of fear and overwhelm in the world right now and I think that sort of pushes people into that corner of fear and and not really advancing or evolving and uh so my own personal mental health struggles started many years ago and it wasn't until I started this business the same year I started this business I was still struggling with a lot of anxiety a lot of panic attacks and uh, this will probably lead into the whole acting situation as well but from my experience I feel like for the lockdown we were kind of given those two options whether we succumb to it and play the victim or override it and become the victor and I felt that that was my time to do the work on myself and uh, I'm dyslexic I wasn't diagnosed with dyslexia till I was 21 at drama school and that was kind of a catalyst in kind of looking back to my previous, you know, the way I behaved, the way I was at school. And there's a fantastic documentary called How Hard Can It Be? And I think it was like a, an experiment in the 80s where they had this group of people in a class and it was parents of children with learning disabilities, students with learning disabilities, siblings of uh, people with uh, children with learning disabilities, and they do all these tests on the people to make them feel what it feels like to have a learning disability like dyslexia and it just it was such a I had such a dramatic response to it because it kind of went oh my god this is my this was my whole growing up this was my education this is what I went through so I don't I don't like to label things but it almost gave me that thing to kind of go okay there's reason for all this thing that's is why I am where I am today uh, so years later, anxiety, all these things, and in lockdown, like I said I was exercising. That was the one thing that was like, I feel great after I exercise. It provides that mental clarity. It you know gives me a different sort of approach to whatever I'm going through. I always find, I don't know, it's like a switch when I work out. Sort of twenty minutes into a workout, I'm like, all right, whatever I was thinking about an hour ago, I feel better about it now, and I feel like I can approach it with a clearer mind um so i believe that the only way you can sort of overcome these things mental health not the only way sorry um but a way to overcome this is to put yourself in these situations i think you have to uh put yourself in uncomfortable situations i think you again don't choose to take the path of least resistance and you know, even when I started out this business, 
I remember getting my first client and I was reading a book at the time called um, Letting Go by David Hawkins. And as someone who's dyslexic, it was a challenge, a big book, but I told myself I was going to read five pages in the morning, five pages at night. And I did that until I finished it. it took me months. But I, I remember I had my first client booked in and it was a free session, obviously a trial. And I was on my way to meet this person and I was at the petrol station and I started having a panic attack about meeting this person that I didn't know. And then I, for some reason, I just sat back in the car and I was like, right, we're going to change the narrative here. And I thought, whatever happens in this next hour with this person, I'm going to learn something from it. If it goes terribly wrong, I'll learn, I'll take something away in which the next person I meet, I can do differently. And I think that's, you know, what a lot of people don't do. I think it's very easy to focus on the negative and the fear and, and then let that fear override that forward momentum. And I, and I feel like I did that a lot. I was like, I'm going to put myself in this situation. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And that's where my growth happened. And I mean, so yeah, back to the question. That's why I'm invested. It's, it's that I know what it's like to, to suffer. And again, I've, I've I only touched the surface of what I went through in my mental health and what I've experienced and what I've seen to the point where I either want to help someone come through the other side where I am now, or I want to prevent someone getting that bad. And I, and I feel like there's, there is a thing that, unfortunately, I think when people do, do tend to commit to training, it happens to be quite a drastic change in someone's lives. You know what I mean? It does seem to happen that someone's going through something really badly or they, they don't like the way they look. So that, that's the catalyst to make someone change. So I would love somewhere further down the line with my business to be able to sort of make it more of a, uh, a prevention for people to have to start there. They can start here and they can move through it and improve that way. And it prevents them getting down here first. Because as well, I've had people because of my business you know, people with gym phobia, people with mental health issues. And I've seen, I've seen people change within one session. They leave, I get a text message again, oh, I feel so amazing. And I've had people going, oh, I've heard this person's really loving the sessions. And then they just disappear off the map. And then you get a text message going, oh, I'm sorry, I had a really bad episode. And so I just cut off. And it's happened quite a few times with a few people. And, and it's really sad because you see them dedicated to it for the moment, but you know, as I'm saying, is exercise isn't the only, you know, it's not the only thing. But I would like to work as part of a movement in which we make it more accessible and more enjoyable. I think that's that's really smart. I think um, generally, even in kind of uh, the medical world, we we don't really lean on prevention. Yeah. Uh, we, we lean on sort of solutions when there is a problem. Yeah. Um, so being able to let people understand that this can be a, found, a foundational experience in their life um, to to build upon and and, and something to keep them um, in the best physical and mental shape uh, they can be, and give them the best chance not to go down difficult routes, both physically and mentally. I think that's that's really cool. 
Yeah, I think, you know, the mental benefits outweigh the, the physical benefits tenfold. Mm-hmm. As I say to you, Leo, it, it, the, for me, I'm trying to coach my clients to see the physical results as a byproduct and the, the mental results as the reason for doing it. And I said, it's not necessarily oh, I'm good, my mental health is going to be better. I do feel like it, it leads you to have these skills that you can transfer into normal day lives. Like I said, it's just stress. It's things that you go through. But exercise helps build up the res- resilience. If you, you know, if you're physically challenging yourself, it just steps across into the real world and the fact that you kind of go, I know what it's like to face adversity. I know what it's hard like to push through something even when I don't want to. You know, again, I'm, I'm trying to get into running now. I hate running. <laughs> I absolutely hate running, but I love the fact that every 15 foot, every however long, I'm at, my brain goes, you could stop now and have an ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> but you choose to carry on. And by doing that every and each time, and then you achieve, you know, you know however far you finish that race, uh, the run and you're dripping with sweat. I, I, I do like the idea of given the option, you know, and I'm trying to get it to reading a bit of stoicism recently and it's, you know, it's very relevant to today, but as a quote, I can't remember the quote, but it's like, were you made for comfort? You know, were you designed for comfort? And it's like, we're always given that option to sit on the sofa and scroll through TikTok, or we could be getting out and chasing it. And I feel to be completely honest with you i'm in that position where i've got this desire to push through and chase it and put myself you know even doing this i've never spoken about myself for 45 minutes on a podcast (laughs) you know but it's about experience i always want to experience the next thing i always want to see what i'm capable of so i'm kind of at the minute i am in that balancing act of comfort sounds good right now but it's not what i need what i need for growth for sure. I mean, they definitely say, um, they say, uh, easy work, hard life, mm. hard life, easy work. Yeah. Um, and so when you do the, uh, hard work up front, your, your life is easier. And if you take the easy route, your life is harder. I know. I um, wish there was a way in which <laughs> the hard route was easy. You know, I'm still figuring it all out myself, but I know the way that I've evolved and I, the way that I've progressed and grown is through uh, activity. It's from doing it. And, it, and it's, again, obviously in the exercise world, I can help guide someone through that. And as I said, I've seen some fantastic transformations in people's personalities that, you know, but I feel like there needs to be a way in which, you know, we can help people take those first steps. Yeah. And I think, think, think that Matt and I have been doing our running wrong because we keep stopping for ice creams. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I started at the ice cream shop. That's my problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you and to the ice cream shop. Yeah. You've yeah. got to pick them up first. You've got to pick them up first. And yeah, it's true. Um, Jamie, I've got to ask, um, the, the, that first client you mentioned that triggered that that panic attack how, how did that first session go fine <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> <laughs> it 
this is you know this is something that i and and so many people deal with it's just this self-limited beliefs that we've created through however we've created again I, I don't have the answers but i just know what i've gone through is something in which i tell myself one narrative and it's so far from the truth and it's that kind of the more you do it you hope that it's going to get better and sometimes it does you know obviously that did get better the way i meet new clients it, it's it's nothing but i had to go through that first whereas how many people out of 10 do that have a bad experience and they don't do it again you know so yeah. it's for my own you know from my own experience i you know i can speak about it now from not a woe is me position because it's not like i'm not like this is where i it's where i've come from it's and what i want to do is either help someone else get to that place by but you know I'm, I'm still going through stuff now but i'm still challenging myself i'm still trying to evolve i'm not just that static kind of going oh i've done what i need to do you know so what i don't know what i'm chasing but i'm 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 working towards you know continue to evolve and sort of limit negative experiences as much as sure. i can but i know yeah. that i have to go through them i have to experience them to so with that first yeah it's it's a very weird gap and it's just, you know even now it's the great thing is that I have the awareness of the feeling. I'm so aware of where it comes from and what's triggered it with its past trauma or whatever it is that when it comes along, I can kind of experience it for what it is kind of the anxiety or whatever it is. It doesn't overcome me. It doesn't take over. And then that's it. It's like, Oh, feel a little bit nervous right now. I can feel my heart rate going. So again, it's that awareness to kind of go, my heart rates up. And now I'm a little bit masochistic that I kind of enjoy it. I'm like, ah, feel something again <laughs> um so but it's it's no matter what you tell yourself or what anyone else tells you it's where you're at at the time and it doesn't matter how good i am as a pt or you know i still have sessions now with clients and i, I overthink and go oh they didn't enjoy it that time and they're not going to come back and i think we're all so guilty of doing that and I think, again, the only way is to keep pushing forward and, and, and challenging those thoughts. But I'm guilty of it. I have moments where I have these thoughts and that's me done for the day. <laughs> but it's about picking yourself back up the next day and trying again. I think that's what's so unique about you and what you offer, though, is that you're coming from it from something that you personally deal with, something that you have experienced something that you've got through that previously has been worse in the past you know techniques and mental attitudes to take towards things to that have helped yourself and alleviate suffering for yourself and all of those types of things are going to be super useful for people that you work with um so i think um yeah i think it's a it's it's, it's an amazing thing that you're doing um and i think that the energy and the focus and the um the commitment that you bring to it i think is 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 so valuable and so so useful to people um and i i can only imagine what your clients feel after working with you so yeah that's that's awesome with that said i mean a lot of people try to get in shape by a certain time for like a wedding or kind of get beach ready or 
some people wait until kind of like, oh, I'll do it next month or I'll do it as a New Year's resolution in January. So what's your kind of take on people um, trying to get fit for a certain time in sort of in a certain time frame or and also when's the best time for people to start as well? Should should they wait until kind of a particular moment or, you know, I know that humans sometimes have this uh, this kind of Monday mentality where they're kind of like, oh, well, it's it's Thursday now. I'm not going to do it on Friday because that's not the logical thing in my head. It's Monday. I'll de- deal with it on Monday. Yeah, that's a lot of that. Um, what's the saying? It's like the right time is now or something like that, kind of a, how the phrase goes. But it's... The thing is, and it's about there is no right time I think like I saying before it either has to start from a point of desperation for some people uh, they're gonna have to want it enough and they have to have an understanding of how hard it is and mm-hmm. I think what whereas yeah but the starting thing is you know that you can lead a horse to water that sort of saying because you've got to want it bad enough because I said it's not easy it's not easy to get up at a certain time go and meet a trainer somewhere work you know put your body through stress for an hour when there's so many so many other options out there Mm -hmm. you know I guess if if you're already struggling with uh things in your life or difficulty motivation it's, uh, yeah it's yeah. uh it's added level of uh maybe anxiety or stress that until you feel like you can't in until you feel like you can take it on it you know maybe that it isn't the right time until you're you kind of feel like you are relatively ready yeah and i feel like as humans we always go through these things where i kind of go you know oh yeah i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this i'm gonna get in shape i'm gonna start doing this i'm gonna you know learn a new skill but it's, it, you don't realise the amount of hours that go into that. Then you start talking yourself out of it by kind of going, oh, but if I do it on that day, then I'm going to have to need to have that time for that. And then, the, you know, the amount of times I've had clients go, oh, I'm really interested in PT. Can you uh, uh, give me more information? So I ring them up and then I'll be like, oh, yeah. And then we sort of arrange our trial session and, and then Sunday comes around and I go, still up for our trial session tomorrow? And you go, oh, can we move it to next week? And then you reach out again a week later and you don't get anything back. So it's all about mindset, isn't it? It's like wherever you're at, it's like, yeah, you really want to do something. But do you really want to do something? Um, so not straight too far from the path. It's, uh, you know, again, you can, you can give all the information to someone. You can say that action leads to motivation, not motivation leads to act- action. So you've got to take those steps in building up to it. You have to be committed. You have to say, right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give myself this time scale. But again, if we're looking at just transformations and stuff like that, you know what it's like. That's next level commitment and dedication and sacrifice. Again, which I admire a lot. But, you know, some people aren't willing to to go that, that far for it. And... So, 
at the moment, because of what I promote and what I've not had anyone come up to me and say, I've got two months to lose this. Mm -hmm. You know, what I have had is people going, I've got a marathon in this period of time. Mm -hmm. And so it's more about getting the body to the point where it can take a beating and prevent injury. So again, it's mm -hmm. very intricate movements, a lot of ankle stability, things like that. And I've just had a client that's just finished a marathon in Greece. And she, the second she finished, she goes, she's like, no injury. I did the warm-up mobility before I started and I feel stronger than ever. Wow. And sometimes it isn't until those big moments that you realize what your body's, how your body's changed. Mm. You know, so body transformation isn't my speciality as far as physique and stuff. Yep. But, uh, yep it takes a different level of commitment as you know and i think we've spoken before you had this, this great analogy about long-term fitness and kind of lifelong fitness and it was uh related to investing um yeah you you kind of had this stock market metaphor for uh kind of fitness and well-being in life it'd be uh be interesting if you could take us through that a little bit i thought it was really fantastic what you told me yeah, I could have been completely wrong because I don't really understand the stock market. So I, just, <laughs> <laughs> I invest a little bit, but just what I'm told. Um, but the way I see it, I think it, it more comes down to muscle memory. And I think it is, you know, even with weight loss, if you look at a chart of weight loss, your weight your, your weight's going to be up and down from any given day. And there's so many different contributing factors to that. And I feel what I meant by that is if you look at, a uh, stock market over time, most of the time it's gone up over years, it's had its downs, it's had its ups. And I feel what I was trying to get at with that point is the sort of the way your body responds to exercise, you know, and you can, you may have moments in which you don't feel as motivated. You might have weeks off and you'll come back and you'll be a little bit lower. Your body fat percentage might be up, your strength might be lower, but it will start building back up. And then if it drops off again, it will drop, but it won't be as low as it was, you know, so it's that muscle memory. And that kind of gives people reassurance as well. You know, I have people that come back and they go, oh, and, I, and yeah, it's just like, just be patient because I promise you, you'll get to that point much quicker than you did last time. And then we'll surpass that. And then, and it's when they start realizing that is again, just a sort of sidestep. It's I really, because I feel like we are in this sort of, again, with myself included, I can't speak for everyone, but I experience a lot. It's a lot of this sort of self um, restricting conversations we have with ourselves. It's really bizarre that we're like, oh, it's, and I didn't have a good workout or I feel this way today or I don't feel as strong. So I really try and encourage all my clients. It's like, be okay with that. Be okay with having a day off be okay with having a rubbish session. It's about how you bounce back. It's about coming back tomorrow or trying again. Again, being human, I've walked into the gym, done one set of chest press and gone, nah, I don't feel like it today. And walked out of the gym. And, and in the past, I probably would have gone, oh, I feel really bad that I didn't get through that. But now it's like, okay, it's fine. Come back tomorrow. Um, so yeah, back to the analogy. I, again, it's that. It's just trusting the process. It's trying to teach people that whatever you do, it's going towards a positive outcome. You know, the pain you feel at the start is worth it at the end. And it's, and I don't know how to get that across to everyone because you do have people, you know, unfortunately that 
just aren't ready and, and they, they step away and they go, actually, I'd rather take a step back. Sure. Um, but ex again, I'm not exercise. There's many, 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 many forms of exercise. It's not about just PT. You know, I want the world to move. I want people to be active and get the same benefits from walking. You know, find a sport you enjoy. If you don't enjoy lifting weights and doing cardio, then that's fine. But again, there's more to it than just the physical aspect. I feel like it's nice. it's a good staple to have. Fabulous. Was that so? Did that make uh, sense the stock market bit there, or is it? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. No, absolutely. I mean, look, me Except and Matt. There's going to be ups and downs, and when you're down, close your laptop. <laughs> Don't look at it. Yeah. yeah have an ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> Run to the ice cream. <laughs> um, okay. Cool, because we're coming to the end of um, end of the conversation. Um, I've got a couple more questions, and then we've got like a, a regular kind of question, which is a bit more kind of music based. Because I know you're into music as well as Matt and I are. Yeah. Um, but um, what are the top three things that people should start doing to begin feeling healthier and happier? If you could tell any any like if you could tell the world. Give them three things to start start themselves feeling healthier and happier. Um, what would you uh, suggest? Oh wow! Wish I had time to think about this. Um, <laughs> top three things. Firstly, my mind goes to be active. Start mm -hmm. walking. Even you know, set yourself small goals. Think big, but start small is what I say. You know, whether that's you know giving yourself a task of doing 5,000 steps 5,000 steps a day for a week and then going up you know see you know I've had people that really respond well to that and they get quite excited and you know they track it on their uh their apps um and along with that drink water hydrate that counts as one active and walk and hide uh, hydrate I'm going to count that as one uh repeat the question so yeah, if you could uh, uh, suggest three things that would uh, help people begin feeling healthier and happier, what would they be? I, I, I totally agree with walking. I, I like walking's a game changer. I think it gives you that break for sure. And it gives it starts getting you moving. I think water's massive as well. Yeah, I think happy and healthier, it's such a, a wide scale, isn't it? And it's sure, sure. I mean, I, I guess what I'm just uh, getting at is um, the 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 real simple first things that if 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 you're starting someone off really small, and I think that's the, the first two things you've said are ace. Like I think walking and water are two of the things that people underestimate massively. Yeah, uh, I would say to enjoy the process. Mm hmm. I'd say be kind to yourself and, you know, start, like I said, uh, think big, but start small. Uh, think about long-term, sort of surround yourself with more positive vocabulary. Mm -hmm. You know, how you talk to yourself about things. Be okay with failure, accept failure. And know that we're getting, that we're, getting, we're, we're getting more than three. Keep going, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's also, it's, it's all in the same umbrella. No. Uh, this, it's, no. yeah, as a, as a whole, then, to sort of sum that up, it, it's just about sort of 
find a way to be kind to yourself that you know you're at the start and you know and know that the start of the journey is every bit worth it and sort of stick to that mantra as that guides you through it so I'd say that's number two is the way you speak to yourself through it and accept that it's going to have its ups and downs and be okay with both enjoy the ups and accept the downs and then lastly I would say as far as uh, healthy and happy I'd say find something you enjoy as a, you know even as, as, a, as a side from exercise I feel like if you're in that mindset of peace and, and you feel contentment in other areas of life I feel like it sort of you know takes away any sort of negativity and, it, and that in itself can propel the desire to want to do more positive things for myself included is when I work out I know I'm going to go home and cook myself a nice meal if I'm sat on TikTok for an hour I'm going to order McDonald's it's <laughs> it's it's a guarantee it's one or the other so it's I feel like it's just, you know, baby steps. But for me at the minute, it's reading. I've decided to put TikTok down and I've started reading again. I want to try to educate myself and what's going on in the world and things that I find interesting. Mm. So that's three and the rest, I think. That's great. That's perfect. That's great. Great answer. You wrote- great answer. <laughs> You reminded me of uh, a quote I saw uh, recently. I can't remember who it's from. Uh, it was an NBA player who was being interviewed and he was getting pretty annoyed by the uh, the repetitive questions that were coming his way. And one of them was to do with the fact that his team um, didn't do particularly well last season. And uh, the interviewer referred to um, uh, like the team's failures. And uh, his response was basically along the lines of, um, look, there is no such thing as failure. It's just part of the process. And we learn from it and we work on it and, and we move on. And uh, I, I thought that was really inspiring. But like, and this question goes to you as well, Leo. Like, what, what are your thoughts on, on that? Is there, um, is there space where failure is, is what it is? Or is it always part of the process uh, where we can learn from it? Is it? Can it be a really positive thing? think it's it's inevitable that you're going to fail i mean i think a lot of a lot of very successful people um are very open to failure and i think a lot of people say to uh fail quick and uh and, and learn from it and move forward and don't don't dwell on the failures um i think as long as you can you know as 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 the guy that you referenced mentioned i think um yeah realizing that it's going to be part of the process and as jamie said you know going into the gym like starting lifting and then kind of going oh this is not the day um and just being kind to yourself and kind of going i'll come back tomorrow it's the it's the process it's the the whole stock market analogy that it will go up and to the right um you know and it's you're you're not trying to win the battle in one day it's a lifelong process and I think that's these are all things that you know I've learned through my experiences but also my conversations you know uh to the side with Jamie as well so you know every time that I speak to Jamie I was always I'm always inspired and I'm always um interested to pick his brain so hence why he's on the podcast um just because I think it's uh it's really motivating and it's uh it's just very inspiring to uh to hear from somebody that's got um experience in this in this field and has such a positive attitude so you know it's uh it's, it's, a, it's a real treat to have you on uh jamie thank you yeah just to add to that as well it, it 
it kind of blows my mind because it's something I'm going through that again, I wish there was a way that you can sort of pat someone on the back and be like, it's all, we're so scared of failure. The amount mm-hmm. of books, you know, feel the, feel the fear and do it anyway. Susan Jeffers, it's like, it all makes perfect sense that you have to go through these situations to grow and develop and, you know, build up that resistance and resilience to these things. But yeah, it's so, such an easy option to kind of go, actually, I'm not going to go near it. But it's, it's a shame that we don't live to our potential because of these limited belief systems that we've either had put on us from external sources or we've put on ourselves. And it's like, even myself, I want to look at myself in the mirror and kind of go, just go for it. You've got one life, go for it. And then I wish we could, you know, pass that down the line and like shake the next person to go. You'll be absolutely fine. If you absolutely, you know, I'll tell you a quick uh, story. Again, I know we're probably short of time, but sort of touch on it. We're all good. Keep going. Yeah, we can cut all the ums and ahs out. But for me, <laughs> if we sort of take a side step now to the acting, that was a massive thing in my life. Most, you know, most actors have gone, oh, I never didn't think I wanted to be an actor. All I wanted to be was an actor growing up from a young age and didn't really know the process of it. And uh, long and short that I sort of just followed my friends through to drama school and ended up at drama school. And, you're not taught anything and I feel you know I can speak for myself as an actor again with my whole mental health thing I think that played into it a lot rejection as much as you know that rejection is involved in it it doesn't mean it's not going to take its toll over time it's it's an incredible difficult incredibly difficult industry and I know for a fact that when the pandemic happened and I stopped sort of chasing it I was like um maybe this isn't what I want to do, you know, and, mm-hmm. I, and why am I doing it? And I think the only way, again, you can evolve as a human is to be completely honest with you, with yourself. I think a lot of people would just deny it. Whatever they're going through, whatever their personality traits are, they're either oblivious to it or they deny it. And I sort of had to come to terms that for myself, it, you know, as much as I enjoyed acting, a lot of it was about, you know, escapism to sort of leave my problems aside and, and live someone else's life for a moment, or it was to help other people to experience some sort of emotion from what I was doing, giving them that permission to sort of be present in a moment and then just enjoy that moment. And, and a percentage of it was external validation, which we all seek to a degree. And then when you're not getting that, you know, as an actor, when you're working, you feel amazing. When you're not, you feel dreadful. And um, I still have a lot of anxiety around it. And I um, obviously the pandemic happened, everything sort of shut down anyway. So I wasn't auditioning. So I didn't have this anxiety around. I didn't have this feeling of I'm not successful because I'm not working as an actor. I was like, no one's working as an actor. So that Mm -hmm. kind of gave me that gateway to start doing the work because I didn't have this as an external sort of pressure. But during the, I think the end of the lockdown, I got, they were making a TV series. I got a small role. I'd auditioned for it, um, I think a year before. And then I got a call saying, can you fly out to Madrid tomorrow and do this TV series? Uh, It's a different part. It's just a one, two day or whatever it was. And I wasn't in the best place. And uh, and I was like, do I do it? it?" I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it again because I want to put myself out there. I want this experience. 
But my biggest fear has always been as an actor and probably most actors is forgetting my lines. Right? Yeah, it's just understandably. But it's human and every actor does it. But I was in a place in my life, it was the middle of the pandemic, everyone was stressed out. And I went out and did this, this TV series and I had one line. <laughs> and I think I was in costume makeup at eight o'clock in the morning. I wasn't filming until nine o'clock at night. I spent the whole day in my head trying to remember this one line and one minute I'd have it next minute I wouldn't then I'd have it and I was just walking around this set for ages just like terrified about this line then when it came to film it forgot my line <laughs> and it was at the end of a massive scene everyone's like and there's hundreds of people around and it was like I was waiting for my cue and I came and I was like and it just kept getting worse every time like the director's like we're gonna go again and then it got to the point when one of the actors was like, just deliver it to me, just deliver it to me. And I was like, that's not helping. <laughs> and, uh, but what I'm trying to say is that that was my biggest fear and it happened to me and I overcame it. Right. Uh, so, I mean, that was a very long way to get to that point, but I, it's just never as bad as you think it's going to be. The things we fear, it, it's a lot of it's just human. Yeah. It's something that's, someone's done before you and we'll do again and it's and it's kind of about honing into what's really important so yeah. and do, do you believe that um action and sorry um do you believe that motivation and confidence come from action rather than confidence and motivation spur on action yeah i think i definitely think it's a cycle i think i do think you have to take action first okay you know and action I said action leads to motivation. I think, you know, there's a diagram of that as a triangle. So action leads to motivation. And a lot of people wait for motivation to take action. And it's, but again, you can tell someone that, but it doesn't mean they're going to do it. Everyone's still waiting for the motivation to do something. Well, hopefully um, we'll have some people listening to the podcast to listen to this and understand and maybe take action, reach out to you. Yeah. With that said, I remember him on set forgetting his line. <laughs> did you do you did you did deliver the line eventually, or are they still waiting? <laughs> yeah, they're still waiting. It's the production. They, 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 they <laughs> cancelled the whole show. They just cut me. No, I I got it out. I think on my close up. <laughs> yeah, and that the the sense of relief must have been unreal. No, I was like, get me home. <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> I was like, and, and, and you know for, for me at that point I mean I mean I, I, I worked through it but for me I was like that's me done with acting if I can't do it right. and enjoy it then I'm not I'm not what am I doing it for sure um, yeah. yeah and you know just to touch on where I'm at now uh end of last year I did an acting job and when it came up I can't discuss it in too much detail but when it came up I was like oh this is a really great opportunity to see where I'm at and see if all the work I've done on myself and if mm. it's something that I can pursue again and enjoy and mm -hmm. happy ending it was. I had the time of my life and I didn't have any in, insecurities. I wasn't self-conscious about being on camera and, my, you know, if we're to touch on, you know, for years I had really bad acne and I was very self-conscious about my acne scars and all this stuff. None of that happened. There was no inferiority complex with the other actors. It was just, hi, I'm Jamie, I'm here to do a job. And I left that and went, I could do that, actually. I think I could go back into that. So, awesome. Stay tuned. 
Yeah, great. Well, maybe we'll uh, get you back on and we can talk about that, you know, when you're able to. That'd be cool. Yeah, sure. So, Jamie, where can people find uh, find you, find PMPT, um, Instagram, um, what, what are your handles, website, whatever you, whatever you can share? Yeah, I would just go to my Instagram for now, Positive Mind PT. Um, I'm not as active as I'd like to be as I'm trying to avoid social media, but I do get notifications when I get messages. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a website, www.pm-pt.com, I believe, mm-hmm. uk, uh, which is kind of, it needs an update. Uh, and that's it. Fantastic. Okay. I'm just double checking it's .com for you. It certainly is. <laughs> um awesome so we finish off our episodes by asking all of our guests what they're currently listening to at the moment um or what their favorite bands are favorite tracks we have a playlist called the bare bones playlist that we put together and we we put out uh through ghost club um i know you're big into music mm-hmm. what should people be uh checking out at the moment uh, at the moment, the new Enter Jakari album, you know, I'm nice. That. It's getting me through my runs. Um, and that's a little bit lighter than what I usually listen to. Uh, favorite band at the moment, King 810 or King 810. Awesome. And then go and check them out. Uh, I see, I kind of just have those two on loop Enter <laughs> Jakari and, and King 810 and Wars. Go and check out Wars. Okay, that works for us. Matt, have you got anything else to uh, to finish off the app? Uh, no, that is it from me. Um, Jamie, it's been great to have you. I found uh, your insight into all this so inspiring. So you know, and and thanks for um, you know being vulnerable as well and talking about some of those those struggles. It's uh, it's you know, it's like I said, it's really inspiring. So thank you, dude. Thank you. Thanks, Jamie. Really appreciate it, man. Cheers, Matt. Cheers, Leo. See you soon. What a legend. Yeah. Really nice to do a conversation that is slightly different from what we've done previous. Yeah, I really appreciated him, like, like being a little bit vulnerable about kind of his mental health struggles which ultimately led to uh, him doing the, the personal training stuff and and all that sort of thing I think uh, in this day and age like we can't really afford to keep some of this stuff to ourselves and bottle it up and it's really cool to see how he's expressed it and what he's doing um, and um, I'd love to uh, I'd love to get him back on at some point especially you know talk about a little bit more about some of the acting stuff and maybe dive a little bit deeper into the mental health side of the things that we do. could be really cool. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, Very motivational. And um, yeah, really appreciated his his openness um, about everything. I think it's it's cool to have somebody doing something that they, you know, they they fully have experience in themselves. Um, So he's obviously had difficulties with his mental health, found, um, some good avenues and ways to manage it and uh, is able to pass that on to other people, which is, you know, I think probably the most sincere way of doing something. So that's, that's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
very cool, very cool episode. Uh, a little bit more serious than normal. Um, so I think the only thing left to do is uh, to share your word of wisdom from your calendar. We haven't done that yet. And we all know it's the highlight of your, your month. <laughs> this is true, this is true. Um, so we're recording on, uh, on a Friday. <laughs> so this, uh, this, this day's uh, quote is, uh, forcing a connection with somebody uh, is often driven by fear and dependency rather than passion and love. If they're meant for you, the effort will be reciprocated. Ooh. Oh, deep. deep. Oh. This has been a deep episode. Yeah, it's been an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> it has. It has. And with that in mind, what you've been listening to this the last uh, well since the last episode? Uh, so I was actually at the Great Escape yesterday, and cool. I've been listening to. I went to go and see this band called Stay Mellow, um, and got a couple of friends in the band. Um, they're just absolutely awesome. Um, go go check them out for some sort of high energy, upbeat, great alternative music. Um, I'd recommend the, they've got a new track out, which we'll chuck onto the uh, playlist. But yeah, that's cool. my recommendation for an artist to check out and you can grab it. Yeah, grab it on the bare bones. Cool, stay mellow. Okay, cool, I'll check them out. Uh, so I've got two, well, one one announcement, I guess, with uh, with some music attached. So um, I'm going on tour next week. Um, so Misery Kids is out on tour with Emma Rosa. Uh, Emma Rosa have just dropped a cover of um, I Wanna Dance With Somebody. Yeah, that's what it is. They've just released a cover of I Wanna Dance With Somebody and it's really cool. Um, so that that is worth checking out. Um, and also released today, uh, Misery Kids have just released um, their new single, uh, Find That Rhythm, which is also available on Spotify. So we'll slap those in the, uh, in the playlist as well um, for some synth pop magic. Nice, 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 nice. Well, that's going to be a cool little playlist. It is going to be a cool little playlist. I'm going to listen to it right now. Well, we will do this again very soon. Oh yeah, we said in the last episode we're going to do it every week. That didn't really happen, did it? I'm sorry. That's not that's that's not happening yet. I mean, life no. life just gets in the way, doesn't it? It does. It does. We'll get there. We'll get there. It's gonna happen. We're look, we're looking look looking at trying to bring this into video as well, which would be cool. Yeah. Start cl start clipping this up for social media. Yeah, I'm gonna have to start like like combing my hair or something. Get on get on the ticky tock. Oh no, not the ticky tock. What are you doing now? Now, like right now, yeah, uh, I'm gonna have breakfast. Nice. Well, I'm I'm I was so inspired by uh, Jamie. I've decided that I'm gonna run to an ice cream shop. <laughs> <laughs> the Bare Bones Podcast.